0: Hey, Kate. Hi, it
1: Sam. It's going really well.
0: <laughs> it's so nice to meet you. Technically,
1: um, same. <laughs> I'm like fangirling pretty hard over here. If we're being honest.
0: No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, uh, where is over here? Like, are you comfortable telling me roughly where you're located?
1: Uh, I'm just sitting in my office in my house. We, so my husband and I used to share an office space, and we used to have a roommate. And then conveniently when the pandemic started my roommate found a place with a different friend and so we got to separate our offices so now we don't have to talk to each other during the day if we don't
0: want to nice <laughs> but yeah. it means
1: i get my own little space and i turned um half of it into like photography stuff and then the other half of the room is crafting space so it's nice to really have yeah, yeah.
0: it looks very organized i like the shelving and everything behind um you.
1: it's it's underneath the shelf level, because I like sit here when I do like my client calls and stuff too, underneath the shelf level is just like piles of disorganized camera equipment. But the uh, above shoulder level looks beautiful and, you know, polished. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the reality of there yeah. should be if there probably is already uh, some series of uh you know how they've done on social media particularly instagram like here's the the photo but this is reality <laughs> yeah. there should be a series of that for people that are working from home now
1: yeah 100 like,
0: see with my nice face and the i did another one of these with somebody who literally uh brought like a moving white uh backdrop That's like he would use for a photo session. Yeah. Just like put it behind his desk <laughs> so that he that you didn't see all the clutter. And it was smart. it's like, maybe I should do that. But that sounds,
1: just, yeah, that sounds way easier than like actually cleaning my desk before I hop onto phone calls with people. <laughs>
0: yeah, oh, You should not look at my desk right now. This is <laughs> Uh, Nessa put it well. Uh, My partner, Nessa, she said she and I both are like, um, you know, gases. Like we expand any space that we occupy. We just fill it to the brim with stuff over time. Any surface will be full until you have that one day where for whatever reason you have to purge Yeah, you just clean it all up. (laughs)
1: That's the magical day. I'm a hundred percent the same. Our kitchen cabinets are a disaster because of that, because we, you know, when we moved in, We moved from like a tiny apartment that had like three cabinets to a house that had a full kitchen and now Mm. we still are like oh we can't buy anything new because nothing fits in our kitchen cabinets now we've Mm. expanded
0: and whereabouts like in terms of state or city are you
1: uh i'm in colorado and i'm in the boulder side of the metro area instead of the denver side of the metro area so a little closer to the mountains and the hippies
0: yeah. You yeah. know, I should know more about those, the geography of Colorado, because my essentially entire extended family is from, that. my mom, I think was born in Manitou.
1: Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Think,
0: yeah. That's down and in like her, the
1: Colorado Springs neck of the woods.
0: Yes. That sounds right. We, in her entire, she had like six siblings and most of them still live out there. Uh, and so, and we lived out there ourselves when I was like five years old for a year. So a lot of family connections to Colorado. But yeah. But just... We, I think we took one giant, big family road trip from Virginia, where, was where I primarily grew up, to visit everybody. And I was 10 years old when we did that. And I don't know that I've really been back since. <laughs> you should uh, come. It's really pretty. I know. I know. Lots of good was, hiking. hmm And I was just on a run, like literally an hour ago, and thinking, I need to carve out some time and go... Do like a hike or something like that. And there's areas to do that here in in Maryland. I mean, like a camping trip hike thing, like a little adventure for like four days. Yeah. And Maryland just doesn't really have much of that scene. (laughs) Yeah. We have the Appalachian Trail (laughs) and some cool mountains, but Maryland, Virginia is like nothing compared to Colorado. So very jealous. Yeah. One of my best friends from growing up lives there now. He does, he's like a yogi or something does yoga. And I think he teaches, does that make him a yogi? I don't know. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> but I think okay.
1: so. <laughs> the level yeah. where you either are practicing yoga for like more than two or three hours a day to like teaching is the spectrum where I would start calling people yogis for sure. Gotcha. Or if they okay. can just, you know, sitting at a brewery crank out some kind of bizarre flexibility move, like throwing their, you know, leg behind their head and touching their toes yeah. with their other hand.
0: Huh? Yeah. that I've never done yoga, so I don't know. Did uh, anything bring you out there or is that where you're sort of from?
1: So my family is from the UK originally, and oh. we moved out here when I was pretty young um, for my dad's job. And they were supposed to only stay here for two years and then move back to the UK. And they just never went back because they liked it here. So, yeah. I've been very
0: different than the UK. I can yeah, like super it, there's,
1: different. <laughs> there's
0: nothing, there's no overlap whatsoever. Maybe parts of Scotland, I could see sort of being like Colorado in some ways, but not in really like
1: the mountainousness. <laughs> but like yeah. when you compare the weather and the like desert factor, it's like polar opposite because yeah. Scotland is like wet right. and drizzly 99% of the time in Colorado gets like an absurd amount of sunshine per day.
0: Yeah. Where, where did I hear that? they, it's, like it's blue skies. I mean, the temperatures can get pretty cold you know, for long durations, I suppose, but the bluest skies uh, per day or something, the count, the number is really high in Colorado. So it's something ambiguous. like
1: people joke that it's like 300. I don't know what it actually averages yeah. out to be, but it's, uh, you know, people, <laughs> people flood to the internet in droves on days when it's cloudy here. And they're like, oh my gosh, there are clouds. What are we going to do? And that happens like five times a year. Otherwise wow. it's bright blue, sunny skies. And even in the winter, huh. it'll drop to like, you know, 20, 30 degrees, but there won't be a cloud. So the sun hitting you makes it feel like it's, you know, 20 degrees warmer than it actually is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It's lovely. And how has life been this year in Colorado? Are <laughs> things locking down again at this point or,
1: you know, weird. I mean, yeah. You know, it's sort
0: of chaos for everyone, but,
1: <laughs> um, they <laughs> yeah. just rolled out as of yesterday, like a new set of lockdown rules, um, and they like closed down like indoor dining in restaurants. Um, they took any indoor events, period, and those aren't allowed to happen anymore. You have to have events outside. Which now it's winter here, so that's it. Basically, kind, kind of, of axed. Not events. happening. Yeah, mm. I mean, I guess you could throw together a heated tent if you were really desperate to try and do something. But like, none of the venues can do inside weddings. So,
0: have you been? Yeah, when was the last sort of full wedding or the last? time you were shooting in general has it been a while or have you been able to keep up in no any way
1: so it was all? we got like really dead the season here is pretty seasonal so it's like may through october is usually absolutely mm-hmm. bananas and then um during the winter it slows down a lot but i'll get a handful of elopements and stuff but this year everything was pretty quiet and then august it was almost as if people kind of stuck their heads out and were like hey Hey, can we do like photo sessions? Is that allowed? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's outside and I can wear a mask. Like let's do this. So yeah. I started getting a bunch of elopement inquiries and then September and October were some of the busiest months that I've ever had in business doing wow. backyard weddings Good. and elopements and just like small scale things. And then my last one was November 14th, which was like 10 people doing a backyard ceremony. And that was it.
0: Yeah. I think I had, uh, I- that was probably around when my last one was yeah. maybe a little earlier than that. And I was supposed to do two in December and, and those are, are now pushed. So I don't know when I'll be shooting again. It's kind of a weird feeling. I know, but, right? Uh, <laughs> similar tracks. Yeah. It is funny. Right around that August time period, if, at least in the U S it seemed like everyone was sort of just like, we're just going to try and live. Yeah.
1: And, just find <laughs> and the new normal and like figure out a way of doing yeah. something. Yeah. Definitely did
0: backfire uh, though. <laughs> now we're in this situation with uh you know i don't know i blame the schools i don't don't know who is to blame but that couldn't have been a good idea
1: and i've been getting takeout it's like i feel like it's the combination of the people moving inside to do like indoor restaurants and then school simultaneously bad combo
0: yeah we tried to eat inside somewhere and Nessa had like a mild panic attack at some point. So we were just like, Nope, not going to happen.
1: There have been (laughs) places where I walked in to like pick up the takeout where I was like, I'm panicking in this moment because I'm in a room that has 60 people in it who aren't wearing any kind of face protection. It's
0: wild. Yeah. Have you, um, what does your kind of daily life look like then if you're not actively doing photography or or crafts or anything? Um, netflix binging or oh my anything, god yeah productive I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of netflix involved but yeah. a
1: ridiculous amount of netflix because how can you mm-hmm. not um my yeah, husband present in
0: my house <laughs> yeah
1: my husband is a really big star wars nerd so with the oh. mandalorian season just coming back out again he's created a spreadsheet in order to watch every part of the contiguous star wars universe from beginning to end and it's something like uh-huh. 300 hours if you add in like the kids TV shows and stuff that are actually really good. Um, yeah, so I've heard that. we've now been like Netflix binging and Disney plus binging where necessary through all of that, which has been entertaining. Um, That's
0: great. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> we've also steal that spreadsheet.
1: I will send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also have been doing, um, like online game nights with our friends between like among us and some other stuff that we can play on steam as just like, joint sort of parties. We actually wind up playing like games two or three hours a night with random folks. So that's a lot of fun.
0: That is cool. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I did one or two of the like DJ, somebody would Everyone would join a zoom call. Uh, Everyone would mute except for one person who's kind of doing music and you just sit there and watch each other kind of dances. (laughs) It's like, okay, it kind of worked after 20 minutes or so. You just really get into it. I like that. (laughs) uh, I like the game night uh, a little bit more. I'm not much of a party person. So, but uh, I like, I love music. So it kind of worked. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Cool. I need to give The Mandalorian another chance because I just did not like it. Really? I stopped watching after like three episodes and I just couldn't handle it. Yeah. I don't know if it was something about the aesthetic. I don't know what they used to film it with, but I feel like the main, you know, the main marquee uh, movies were all filmed on with film uh, cameras or, or at least look meant to look really filmish filmic i guess i don't know what filmish um and and this show is not i, I think it's like uh, just a different look in a way that didn't feel right to me yeah, aesthetically which is stupid I, but i mean it is fair but it's also like sam get over it it's still star Wars. <laughs> it's awesome but i just couldn't and then i don't know if uh if there was something in the storyline and just I didn't, it didn't resonate but i know people freaking love it so i need to just sit down given another chance and, and get over myself because yeah. I love Star Wars and I'm, uh, yeah, just get, I'll, I'll get there someday. But <laughs> I think Have the you, storytelling in it
1: is some of the best yes. in Star Wars so far, hundred percent. Cool. And the second season, like the, I think it was the second, second episode of the second season is my favorite piece of Star Wars of all time. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay. Bold, so it's claimed. worth it
1: to get into it. The second season really is, you know, it's a good payoff.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. I'll take your word for it. And I will remember you if I (laughs) am left uh, upset or or unsatisfied. Deal. Why? (laughs) Yeah. I, um, I've been kind of binge watching a lot of, um, who's the director? Ryan Johnson. He did the second one that a lot of people weren't happy with. Um, but, I loved, I didn't love that movie, but I loved the aesthetic of it and kind of had my head in the sand about his work in general. Mm -hmm. And and I've been kind of, uh, oh, what was it? I saw Knives Out uh, over December, January when it came out. Yeah. You know, about a year ago. And I think I've watched that movie 20 times. It's so
1: rewatchable. It's amazing. Oh my God. Every time. I love it. Yeah. It's so good.
0: And I just have a complete newfound respect for him as a filmmaker in general and, and keep, Kind of seeking out more of his work and and that the, but that movie in general there's so many great resources behind the scenes stuff as well um that they yeah, they just for whatever reason included it wasn't didn't seem like it was a high production type of sh- movie I think they filmed it in like in october, yeah uh, a couple of years back and then just kind of knocked it out even though it had like a huge cast and everything but i'm just completely upset every podcast episode everything i can digest about that movie um i'll take and yeah. i hope he does more of them i could see that being sort of like a a series with um, the same guy oh, oh yeah bring Can't him remember, back like, and have him name. investigate
1: yeah. all sorts of other stuff i would be so into exactly. that yeah
0: yeah <laughs> I mean, it's sort of like a newer, I grew up watching Murder, She Wrote, like mm-hmm. all the time with my mom. <laughs> it's, it feels sort of in that vein. And also, of course, like a, any type of Who Done It movie. That's what they were going for. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, we need more of those in life, for sure. It's a real hark it, back anything... to like
1: the Clue aesthetic too, which is like, yes. I remember watching yes. that movie as a kid and loving it.
0: I also tend to like any movie or TV show that features a house as sort of a character, You know, where the, it's just a big, beautiful old Victorian or something like that. Uh, can't get enough. Nessa and I stayed in one of those, uh, last week, week and a half ago in the middle of Pennsylvania, like Amish country. Yeah. And it was scarier than I thought it would be. (laughs) I was legit uh, a bit frightened. Spooky
1: noises, (laughs) dark, creepy hallways.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It was a big, the, um, owners, it was an Airbnb and normally people would, I think, rent it out for like family reunions or even weddings. It was a big Victorian mansion, sure. pretty affordable though. Cause it's middle of nowhere. And they were like, are you sure it's just the two of you guys? And we're like, yeah, we're not trying to pull one over on you. It's just <laughs> us. We just wanted a pretty place to stay. And they're like, okay. And, uh, oh crap. Where was I going with that? Oh, they mentioned they had 13 children that they raised in this house oh God, and so there must've been eight bedrooms, maybe more is it crazy. It's so spooky. wild. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, and her
0: dog would occasionally hear stuff and start barking. And no. And that would freak me out. No. Like, oh, there must be something there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> when the pets get into it and like, you know, your cat scare- stares at something yeah, that you can't yeah. see for like 20 minutes. I'm like, uh-uh. Like you definitely know more than I do in this situation and I'm trusting you. Yeah.
0: I kind of liked it though. I liked the like it was very dark everywhere around the house. Mm-hmm. So yes, scary, but also, you know, we felt reasonably safe. Uh, uh, but it was, it was an interesting feeling I hadn't had in a long time, probably since I was like a summer camp counselor and we were camping outdoors. But even with that, you had like a bunch of little campers around you. So it wasn't right. that scary, but yeah,
1: <laughs> it's know. interesting the way that like old buildings like that definitely have their own I don't know. It's like a vibe that you get when you walk into them. Like when we go to castles and stuff in the UK, when we go back and visit my family and like these old manors that they've turned into like museums, like they all have kind of this feeling and this weird smell and yeah, Yeah. (laughs) get shut up in any of them at nighttime. And I would definitely be spooked.
0: Another show, speaking of the UK with the giant old houses that are kind of characters. I was totally unaware and, and removed from, I guess, the height of when it was popular, but Downton Abbey, I was like, uh, could not get enough. <laughs> I, I, I started rewatching the whole thing. I, yeah, Big I think fan. I've
1: rewatched it three times now over the course oh, nice. of the time that it's Good. been out. It, um, <laughs> I grew up watching like BBC classics and like BBC versions mm-hmm. of like Jane Austen novels and stuff, and the aesthetic is like so similar to that that I find it like spiritually comforting in a way that nothing else really hits on. Except for like, Break was British Pride and, and Prejudice
0: the TV series from BBC? Was that a BBC? Show? Yeah, there's I, like a
1: yeah. there's like a six VHS version of it that I watched as a kid that was made by BBC, and then the Kira Knightley okay. movie came out. And I think there are a couple other like shorter movie versions of it, but that original yeah. one is the best with Colin Firth is
0: a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I watched that in its entirety as well. Did you oh. ever see by chance Pride and Prejudice and Zombies?
1: I did. I don't remember. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to like remember yeah. it now, but we definitely did watch it.
0: Yeah. It was like it was straight good. up. Yeah. <laughs> almost all the, the actual dialogue and, and you know, not exactly but very close and then they would just sprinkle in random zombie killings and yeah <laughs> it. it's such a bizarre thing but it really did marry two of my favorite uh yeah kind of things that jane austen sort of era of storytelling with yeah. zombies it's great yeah
1: all about it give me the combo any day <laughs>
0: <laughs> um i feel like we derailed a little bit there how did that happen i don't remember what are you feeling your days with?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> now that. that you're done shooting, yeah, <laughs> Netflix. Um, well, I'm still, I still have a little bit of an editing back catalog that I'm working my way through, mm-hmm. and then my mission for the winter is to crank out some new blog posts and like location guides and stuff for my area to help work on SEO and that kind of thing.
0: Nice. So, Do you yeah. mostly operate like by yourself? Is there any type of local photography community that support each other, or yeah. you sort of just Autonomous. Okay. Um, is. we
1: have, we have like an awesome community here. Like there's a, there's a Facebook group that basically is all of the, I don't know about the guys. I don't know what they do, but the, all of the female photographers who work in the okay, state as wedding and professionals is, are isn't all together. That strange. Yeah. I don't well, want to
0: interrupt, but I, do, I, if I, sometimes if I don't make a point when I'm thinking about it, I'll yeah. f- totally forget. <laughs> okay, even though I yeah. really want to get to it. Isn't that strange? The like sort of weird guys, uh, that are photographers tend to sort of gravitate to one area and the women in another. It's always been, it's very, I, I mean, I guess that sort of happens a lot in natural life anyway, but yeah. it's very, I don't know. I don't get it, but okay. Sorry. Yeah. I think it's,
1: at least in my area, I feel like the women are much more focused on like this community over competition kind of vibe versus the guys are much more just off doing their own thing, kind of hmm. existing in the space. Um, But yeah, so there's this Facebook group that has like 3000 people in it that I joined um, when I was like a baby wedding photographer and has just been (laughs) an incredible resource for like second shooters, associate shooters, um, just kind of sharing ideas back and forth and, you know, coffee meetups to just like get stuff done in a, you know, space that isn't your house when that was possible. And yeah, it's a really valuable community and I've made some pretty much lifelong solid friends out of it who are also wedding photographers which is amazing having people to like chat to who like understand exactly what your life looks like especially this year
0: yeah um definitely (laughs) i've unfortunately been uh sort of removed from the facebook groups at some point even before the pandemic i kind of hit the purge button on a lot of those because i was it was being such a time sink. but for sure i i kind of wish there was one at least i've i'm I don't think I really have even one that I like gravitate to.
1: Yeah. I purged you, uh, mostly like I purged all of my personal stuff on it. I basically only keep it for like yeah. business and then dropping into these photography groups. Cause otherwise it's a Great. pretty toxic place.
0: Is it a private type of group? Or are you able to say the name in case anybody is listening? Oh yeah. Happens to be from Colorado. And-
1: <laughs> it's called the Denver photo <laughs> Bettys. So definitely oh, cool. drop in there. I think it's searchable. The Denver
0: <laughs> photo Bettys. Yeah. I didn't pick the <laughs> <That's> name. <awesome.
1: laughs> That's but yes, yeah, it's a good definitely.
0: space. That's great. Yeah, yeah. It's so special when you can stumble upon uh, a group like that, that has, I think, almost like the right tone behind it, yeah. not just like supporting one another, but just the way people literally engage and interact with each other. And mm-hmm. there was a group really early on, I'm sure I've mentioned it at some point throughout random podcast episodes called SWPB, it stood yes. for Starting yeah, a Wedding yeah. Photography Business. Yeah. It has a Facebook group, but it's not very active. It started on Flickr with the Flickr discussion groups, and it was very similar. It wasn't uh, central to any region, but um, I got to know so many photographers still I, that I actively you know, talk to daily, just that yeah. are more friends than anything else now. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's amazing. I'm um, glad that. you've had that throughout this year, especially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, needed yeah. it. Well, it's been so many really great, just too. Don't for people to deal with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been really great, too, for like, especially in the last couple of weeks, there's been kind of a horrifying number of photographers who have tested positive or had confirmed Whoa. exposure who have come into the group saying, like, hi, I have a wedding tomorrow. And my bride from last week just let me know that I was exposed. Can somebody cover um, it for me? So it's been a good kind of emergency resource in that situation, which is Not one that any of us want to find ourselves in, but
0: no, gosh, (laughs) have you been tested? Have you done that? I have not.
1: I, I, um, had it, I think in March, um, but it was before you could get tested without having like confirmed, you know, traces to somebody in China. Um, but the like disease pattern of it so exactly matched it. And it was like nothing that I had ever had before, um, and I've definitely been struggling with some of kind of like the long haul symptoms. So that's been oh, interesting, no. but you know, it is what it Anything is at this
0: point. Consistent. Did you care to elaborate? Feel yeah, free to shut me down at like, any point, but no, is it it's like a, just cloudiness in your thoughts or,
1: um, yeah. Like brain. So congestion? brain fog is a huge part of it. Um, and then continued kind of shortness of breath. I had like sports asthma in high school, like way back in the day. And which meant that I owned an inhaler, but like, never, like, I haven't used it in years. And it has like made my asthma flare up to the point where like a breeze outside means that I'm then having an asthma attack that I need a rescue inhaler for, which is crazy. Um, Yeah. How's that playing
0: with mask wearing? It doesn't seem (laughs) like they.
1: (laughs) it actually, the mask wearing helps because it'll filter out dust and smells and kind of some Mm -hmm. of the other pollutants. Um, and it was a lot worse until I found a really, really good company, um, to buy masks from that's based out of Korea that does KF 94 masks, um, that kind of stay away from your face a little bit. And, you know, of course they have a little bit more.
0: Yeah.
1: It's called zoom lab S O O M L A B. And the mask I get is called the air queen. Um, and Air it's clean. just yeah Ooh, it's just like very nice. very breathable um and having the cloth mask would like <gasps> like i would find myself like gasping a little bit behind it but with these ones i've been like i can wear it for eight hours no problem um,
0: they look really cool too they just it's not like a surgical mask even though it, it seems like it does sort of probably even better job than something like that in terms yeah. of filtering wow it's really it,
1: cool. yeah it helps a lot and I have like I've been ordering big boxes and like sharing them around the people that I know and they like fit most people really well. My dad and my sister both have this hereditary like nose situation and mm-hmm. most masks like don't fit them at all because they like it pushes down on it or makes it really uncomfortable but these like fit right over it and yeah, they're Got super it. comfortable.
0: Yeah, I'm going to buy some and try them. I want to start shouldn't. seeing masks that have <laughs> As creepy as this sounds, like smiles, (laughs) plastered. I've totally thought
1: about drawing a smile because the downside of them is they're like not as cute as like a cloth mask that you can get in like a fun print, you know. Print, right. Yeah. Yeah. With like Yoda on it so that you can like, you know, have fun with your (laughs) accessorizing. So I want to like draw little things on them or paint a smile on them, but yeah
0: yeah as much as I naturally smile with my eyes i I can't do it all the time mm-hmm. so and if you have like a just a white or a black mask on and you're not actively sort of squinting your eyes and or naturally smiling anyway, it, yeah. you just yeah just i would love to uh, and I've noticed that as a huge problem trying to do photography, Same. even candid stuff those yes. moments i I never appreciated just how much. I could create an energy and then people would mirror me in that. 100%. And with the mask, now it's like my superpower has been shut down a, a, d- a few degrees. <laughs> like yeah. I can't get people to just be uh, smiling and engaged. And then half the time at a wedding, even if they are like laughing, you can't really even tell because they're wearing a mask. I know, Not right? Always, but usually they're wearing masks. So.
1: Yeah. I found it's- I noticed that moment where you're taking a candid shot of somebody and they catch you and they kind of give you a look that's like, Hey, what are you doing? There was this thing that I could do with my face that would completely diffuse the situation. And they would yep. relax and go back to doing what they were doing. And whatever that thing 100%. that I was doing with my face is, is what the past stops me from being yes. able to do now. And it's very weird.
0: You're exactly right. That is how it plays out. And now there's a giant uh, brick wall in between that relationship. Yeah. It makes but it like, very,
1: it's neat. only in that moment because I feel like in In kind of one-on-one time with the couple, I still find that like, because I'm talking to them and engaging with them a little bit more, that barrier doesn't really come into play, but it's totally the people that I don't actually talk to on the wedding day that are like,
0: yeah, you're just a, yeah, exactly. like, why are they taking so many pictures of me and my kid? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Move on to someone else now. Yeah. Yeah, All of a
1: sudden the six-year-old dancing on the floor by themselves that you're obsessively taking photos of has a different look to it. (laughs) You can't diffuse it anymore.
0: No. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting world. I, I fear also that it's going to be quite a while before the mask wearing truly subsides and people are comfortable without, I think that'll be one of the last things to go. And it's interesting. It it popped into my head when you were saying earlier, um, something, uh, we were talking about the, the things kind of closing down again. Mm -hmm. And I wonder there's, you know, it's surprising to me that the local government's or federal governments or government in general just sort of operates with the assumption that you'll, you'll figure it out. Like it, it, what, what about somebody who doesn't maybe own a TV or maybe is hardly on the internet? How are they getting updates about all this stuff? They should be like shoving flyers in people's mailboxes. Like there's enough junk mail that goes out in the world. I'm shocked that there hasn't been once a month, like here's a flyer of the situation. This is what you should be doing. Right. They're just like making proclamations and all these statements and yeah. assuming that you will comply or be told if you aren't complying. Well, like, also weird with, to me.
1: Yeah. Also, with businesses, like, if I wasn't out there specifically seeking out how the restrictions impacted, you know, conducting photography or doing events, I wouldn't know what was going on. So, like, where is my. Yeah. Email newsletter that gets blasted out to all of the registered business owners in Colorado saying like, Hey, this is now what you have to follow as a business to be like up to date on the mandates. It's very weird.
0: It is. And I almost, I wonder if it's almost by design because things are changing so rapidly. They don't want... To be 100% committed to something that then two weeks later, they're backtracking or doubling their their effort, doubling down, you know, like, who knows, but it is very surprising to me. I've always found this weird, not just related to COVID stuff, but in life, especially as a business, how you're just expected to do the research and know exactly you know what? How to pay your taxes on time and properly, and all this. I mean, I, that part of that, of course, is just being an adult. But it seems like there should be a clearer avenue and pathway to like staying up to date and all that.
1: Yeah, especially I would like now. a guide so, and somebody to hold me a little more accountable, please, not yeah. just myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess like anything, you you just eventually hobble along and figure it out and you find yeah, right. your way. But <laughs> I'm waiting, especially as it relates to business, for like some big thing I've been overlooking for ten years and it's like, here's the bill for it. <laughs> oh yeah, by the way, oh. you
1: now owe the government tens of thousands of dollars for yeah. this thing you didn't understand.
0: Right. right. <laughs> Welcome. Jeez.
1: Yeah. Have um, you done
0: any, uh, have you been able to travel? Oh, sorry. If you had a question, um, I
1: no. Me. I just goofed and I didn't plug in my laptop before we started and it's now at 15%. So I'm going to grab the charger real quick. Oh yeah. Here, let me mute Definitely. myself. So my headphones don't make terrible sense. Okay, I'm cool. Put them down. Take your time. I have a 2018 MacBook and it seems to be on that point when the battery is just like, if it's not plugged in, it's not working anymore. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I bought the one of the new ones and was so excited. Like two days ago or three, I mean, came in the mail while I was recording a podcast, and I opened yeah. it on air and everything. I was like, "This is great!" It's the wrong one. I, I immediately <laughs> oh. I bought. I was I want the new M1 processor, right? Excuse me, that uh, is supposed to be you know fantastically fast and battery efficient. And I guess I just ordered it so quickly when it came uh, was added to the store. I went for the maxed out. 13 inch MacBook pro. And I just mm-hmm. assumed that was going to have the M one new Apple processor and it, sure. and it still has the Intel chip. So it's
1: no, <laughs> get out of here.
0: Get yeah. out of here with that
1: Intel crap. Uh, no. We've now been told yeah. there's something better and we don't want it anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although I will say, I don't know what MacBook exactly you have, but the 13 inch pro with touch bar is, that I've had now for probably a year and a half has been awesome. Really oh, this, great.
1: Yeah. This thing's a beast. I'm so happy with it. I is do, do I have most the of your inch. editing with?
0: Okay. 58. Yeah.
1: I I do that. And then behind me, I have my, I have a super old school Thunderbolt monitor. Like one mm-hmm. of the ones that came out, like, I think it was like 2010, um, but it's 27 inches. So when there's something that I just want bigger scale for the colors aren't as good on the, as they are on the retina, obviously. Um, but I'll plug it into that, especially if I'm doing um, blogging or emailing or something where I want you know, multiple panels of things going on, but then most of the time I add it for my laptop itself.
0: Nice. That's yeah. great. Uh, yeah. I've been uh, sort of surprised at how often I use the sidecar feature mm-hmm. with my iPad. If you happen to own an iPad, I, do. I think it needs to be one of the pro ones, but yeah. yeah, that being essentially an extra panel of stuff, uh, along with my iMac pro display is such a great workflow, and then yeah. I use better Better Touch Tool has. I don't know if you ever set that up in your workflow. <laughs> oh my god, it
1: changed! It yeah. changed my life. Like I, oh, great. If you sit how me down it? with something that doesn't have Better Touch Tool installed on it now, I am hopeless. Like I don't understand yeah. how to edit, <laughs> and it's so <laughs> yeah. deeply ingrained in my workflow now that if I like deactivated it for some reason, I just start like hitting the keys in Lightroom. I'm like, why isn't this working? Like you should be doing this yeah. by yourself.
0: You know, there is a, a feature, there is a shortcut and better touch tool. You can map to a button to toggle it on and off. It took me a while to get around to finally doing it I because, do that. you know, when you jump into Lightroom and it has those shortcuts applied yep. quite often, I want to jump to something else and it just, I need it to toggle on and off. You yep. should totally assign a I key for that. Oh, I didn't
1: know that I could better. do that. Yep. If I is there a way to do it on the touch bar? Because if I could have a touch bar yeah, sure on off is. for it, that would be yeah. Divine.
0: I almost guarantee. Um, and I'm trying to think of where it is exactly what the command is. I'll find it. Oh, here it is. Yeah, you just it, it's literally an action, and it's an action that says enable slash disable better touch tool. <laughs> so just map that to one of your touch bar. Uh, you, I think you can add a custom button Game to changer. your like row there, and that way you can toggle it on and off with ease. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, yeah.
1: If there was one thing that I pulled from your Patreon that I would say is the most life-changing thing, it's that. Like, I don't understand oh, wow. how people skip it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's you know I don't. Maybe things come intuitively, and you, you happen to just have a sequence of few shortcuts that work really well for you. But in yeah. the beginning, a lot of people just have no idea what they what to even do with it. Yeah, and the things that they think they want to try, it like doesn't. Align perfectly, or the mm-hmm. the process of making the shortcut is just a little too confusing. Yeah. They don't want to spend more than 10 minutes on it. But it's seriously, it's one of those things where like 30 minutes, 20 minutes of your investment up front in getting it set up and just working out all the tiny little kinks and inconsistencies like mm-hmm. will change your life for yeah. hours and hours. Uh, it'll pay you back for. Forever. <laughs> yeah. And I have, so
1: I have arthritis in my clicker finger oh, no. now from yeah, yeah. photo editing for so many years. Um, and especially trying oh. to do Photoshop on a trackpad, which is a disaster. Nobody should do that. Um,
0: no.
1: <laughs> so I what? was relying so much on clicking and dragging with that finger that I would then become like unable to edit and had to find, you know, I started editing on like a Wacom tablet to try and like ease some of it. Um, yeah. but better touch tool just like removes the mouse from so much of the equation that it solves. of that issue for
0: me. I'm trying to think the only reason I touch my trackpad or my mouse is to adjust a horizon line with the crop. Exactly. And then to drag in like some gradients Mm -hmm. because I use those a lot. And that's, it no other reason
1: yeah i uh, use the like pretty. radial gradients a ton so that's the one that i usually wind up mousing on
0: okay but... what do people use this for because <laughs> i everyone's like radial radial, and i'm like the gradient tool does everything i need and it always looks more natural do you have a specific is it always like the face that you brighten or darken or do you drag in a, a bunch of radials no i do some...
1: well okay i have like two main uses for it the first one is so Lighting in Colorado, especially when you go up into the mountains, is like nothing that somebody who lives at lower elevations or has never photographed in a bright blue sky against snow will ever experience. And huh. what it results in a lot of times is really, really harsh either side light or backlight if you're trying to like work with a light that's like not necessarily ideal. Um So you wind up using pretty much every ounce of dynamic range you have on your camera to then pull shadows up on people's faces to try and Mm -hmm. even out that lighting tone. So I will drop a gradient filter over like the couple standing together in like an oval shape and then pull up the shadows or darken the skies or something behind them to kind Mm -hmm. of even out the exposure a little bit. And if I was to do that with the gradient filters, which I also use a ton and often use in combination with the circular ones too. Um, it, yeah, it just would take me so much longer and I would wind up with a pretty hot, bright spot, kind of like this shape yeah. in the middle of the frame to get it to work. So, gotcha. and then the other thing I use it for is darkening. Like I will use a dark spot to cover something or to like, you know,
0: de-emphasize. Yeah. The, yeah.
1: Or to like cool. amp up a little bit of color in a sunset where I know that like this spot needs some more orange, but like not necessarily somewhere else.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Um, so I'm uh, browsing your website. I love the hours of coverage slider and how it coincides with a real time price shift. Oh yeah. I love that. That's (laughs) cool.
1: Yeah. I get people who compliment that all the time when they like come in, they're like, Oh, that was awesome. How did you do that? I was like, well, there's a link underneath because I haven't paid them to get rid of it, but it's a fun little tool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you want a similar calculator under (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, there is the system I use for booking has a, essentially a, product page that you can put together so people can kind of build their own packages mm-hmm. i've just been lazy <laughs> for 10 years and never uh taking the time to do it i love just the simple slider if nothing else even if it's not 100 percent accurate to exactly how it'll add up although it seems like it would it be is. you can have an yeah. engagement session yeah. when i'm
1: when i'm on calls with people and they're like how much would this be i'm like uh hold on let me go to my own website and type this in for you because i am bad at math
0: I think I might steal this. Thank you. You Uh, What is the, and also your work is beautiful. (laughs) Not to gloss over that. I really love your calculator and your work is (laughs) beautiful. No, the Um, calculator
1: is definitely the coolest. I a hundred percent (laughs)
0: agree. It's so fun. Uh, Is there a way to solve the problem of Unlimited coverage if somebody. I guess I could just make that a, another checkbox. Yeah. So then, uh,
1: I hmm. used to have it, so it would go from zero to all day, and then it would show my like okay. flat rate price point for all day. But I literally never get anybody who books that. So for me, it was just simpler to take it off.
0: Yeah, I'm getting this thing. This is great. Mm-hmm. Did you see this uh, just in your designing uh, process for your website, or did someone else uh, recommend it? Just I the tool
1: found your- it because I. So I work a lot of. I guess the industry term is kind of like offbeat weddings, but like not really traditional, not people who are like, I would like six or eight hours of coverage with these particular add ons. So it was easier for me because every person I talked to was like, well, we want to book you, but like eight hours doesn't really seem to fit. And we definitely don't need the second photographer and we are unsure about the engagement session. So it's like, fine, I'll just, everybody gets a la carte. And then I was looking for some way to put that kind of pricing on my website, easily accessible for people. Um, And I originally started out using a jot form version of the same thing, but it just wasn't as clean. And then I was you know, Googling one day and I was like, online website calculators and found that one. And I like the uh, UI of it a lot better than the other one I was using
0: cool yeah oh. i don't know if i'll be able to make it fit with my my contact form like branding but i'm going to try it looks really great yeah um yeah you have incredibly colorful work Thank i love you. this and there's a prism shot awesome but you're right it does seem like the couples are generally uh pr- like all over the place you just have a huge array of every <laughs> different type of venue and backdrop in person that i could even dream up Pretty much. <laughs> people wearing uh like panda costume and tiger <laughs> yeah, This is great.
1: And there's a a couple that I love on there who did their um official wedding portraits. Their wedding was on like another day, but they did an add-on session at a carnival and they were wearing like skin tight uh sparkly latex bodysuits and one of them was wearing like mm. a corset and a fun like conductor. I'm
0: desperately hat. trying to find this, but <laughs> it's on
1: the I think if you go back to the main page, there's one of them on the scrolling portfolio at the top.
0: Okay, I'll check it out. Oh, I see, I see okay, the scrolling thing at the top. I'll find it. Did you um naturally kind of gravitate to working with people like this? Was this like a conscious decision, or did you just randomly start getting uh really interesting creative people um, <laughs> reaching out
1: to? It was a little bit of a combination because when I first started, I kind of did what a lot of people do with like branding and just tried to like imitate somebody local yep. who i thought was successful and so my logo was like you know a gold sparkly script font and everything was like pastel watercolors on the website and um did you have
0: an arrowhead in your logo i bet you had an arrowhead i did not i never <laughs> yeah. went the okay. arrowhead just route kidding. um right, <laughs> no or i could the, have i was the, really like, close the literal arrow yeah, yeah that's <laughs> quite common anyway.
1: um and yeah and just got like crickets. And the people who talked to me would then wind up just going and booking somebody else who lived that kind of lifestyle a little more authentically. So Mm -hmm. at one point I was like, okay, well, screw this. I'm a colorful weirdo. So that's now going to be my branding and um, geared things very heavily to like the LGBTQ plus community, because that wasn't as heavily marketed to by a lot of Mm -hmm. people in my area. And I'm part of the community. So I was like, representation please um, yeah you have
0: a literal tab that's a, yeah it's yeah. really great
1: um yeah. so that kind of shifted it a lot and then just by making that little bit of an adjustment to you know i want people who are a little offbeat i want to you know capture who you are no matter what you look like or how your relationship looks um it kind of just gravitated that way and built upon itself and the more weirdos I put in my portfolio, the more awesome weirdos want yeah. putting me up for photos. <laughs> See, I need to be
0: more, more proactive in my approach for that because that is sort of how it happened for me. I think I've got a pretty good kind of collection of people from all walks of life mm-hmm. and it just sort of, it, I literally have never targeted a certain personality or genre of wedding or anything with any like intentionality. It just happens. And the more you're right, the more you pepper your portfolio with a range of, people that exist, the the more it kind of starts to feed itself. Yep, definitely. <laughs> but I, I love how, yeah, you've got a very clear voice and, and message about exactly what you're all about on here. It's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know this was going to turn into like a <laughs> website portfolio <laughs> review or something, whatever it is, but it's just no, it awesome. I, had, I wasn't like super familiar with your work, but I am really enjoying uh, Luke and Leah. Is that their name? Yes. Your, your we boss? now, we oh.
1: have an Obi-Wan now as well.
0: Ah. Oh, yeah. So it's Leah then. Why did I say Leah? Like I'm an idiot. <laughs> that's adorable.
1: Yeah. They're, they're sweethearts. My life is full of 150 pound of pit bull. It's pretty great.
0: Yeah. So you have three now, mm-hmm. three pit bulls. Wow.
1: They're all rescues. Um, oh, that's sweet. yeah. Leah was the first. Couldn't oh. say no to those ears.
0: Yeah. I, Nessa somehow, she, uh, I'll just catch her like on a, Website browsing, you know the local rescue or whatever they're called. I don't know, and I don't know how she, she can bring herself to do that and see all these sweet pictures of dogs and not immediately go out and get one. But I can't. If I like, kind of look from a distance, and if I see you're doing it, I leave the room. Because I know <laughs> If she like, you yes, know, come sit over here and just hang yeah. out with me, and then I start looking. If we start looking together at any point, it's done. It'll be like two hours, and we'll. See, go.
1: I appreciate your self-control because that's the part that my husband doesn't have. So when I started scrolling, he would come <laughs> sit next to me and we'll go, that one's really cute. We could totally do a third dog. Let's do a third dog. And here we are.
0: Yeah. How? Okay. So with the third dog, how much did life? I feel like if you had one and then you got two, life would change a lot. But then once you had the third, maybe it's not quite as different than having two am i accurate that was our that was
1: our rationale with getting the third it's like the jump from (laughs) one to two was you know hard because it's double that's so much more it's a whole entire another dog so i was like well going to like three we already have multiples what's the difference here um the biggest difference is that i cannot walk three by myself because so before if we went on dog walks he would hold one i would hold one Or, you know, you can hold two by yourself as one person. Um, But holding three is like a whole nother ball game. And I'm not that skilled yet. Gotcha. So now two people have to be there to walk them all at the same time.
0: I'm wondering how the, we have like a neighborhood dog walker. I'm wondering how she manages. I mean, they're not all huge dogs, but there's some big ones. And she must always have like five. (laughs) Mad skills.
1: Because I've (laughs) now had three dogs for like two years and I still can't do it. So.
0: I can barely manage our dog, a little popcorn. Yeah. He's like,
1: but he's like this big. Sam. So
0: yeah. He's teeny. <laughs> and he still pulls me like the entire time. And we just did a poor job kind of training him anyway, uh, when he was young to be a disciplined Walker. But, yeah. Yeah. He barks too much. That's the thing. This is always like, man, we should get him another one. You know, or maybe when he gets older, we can get a younger one and it'll, they'll kind of feed each other. Popcorn will be more energized because there's a little puppy and a little puppy will have somebody to you know, play with. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I can't handle with popcorn at least. He just barks at everything and it just drives me mad. I'm literally sitting here in shock that we haven't heard it yet because he just barks every 20 minutes or more. Yeah. The dangerous part with
1: multiple dogs is that they trigger each other. So if one yeah, right. barks a little bit, the other one will jump in trying to do it louder. And then the third one jumps in on top of that, trying to go louder. So the Bork patrol is pretty out of control when they go for it.
0: <laughs> but pit bulls, do they, do they bark much? They're, they're dogs. They're
1: terriers too. So it's the same, oh. the same kind of like dachshund like Barrr! thing, just yeah. multiply <laughs> yes. in size. That was a really by... good, good impression. <laughs> Yeah, I volunteer at a shelter, so I can no do way dog parks. Yeah,
0: my goodness, that was How's um, that been this year.
1: <laughs> that was the saving grace for our dogs, actually, because I so I photograph the dogs at the shelter now,
0: okay. and
1: everyone's like, "Oh, how do you do it without adopting all the dogs?" And the truth is, I try to, but by the mm-hmm. time I pick one and I've decided I'm getting it, they get adopted by somebody else, and so eventually, I was like, "Oh, I don't need to be the one who's you know rescuing all of the damaged pitbulls. Other people do this too." Um, so that helped a lot.
0: That's nice to hear. <laughs> I feel like you don't hear that enough. Yeah, I remember beginning of this year, there was a whole thing going around with shelters or whatever, having worries that they weren't going to people, there weren't enough staff to come in and people weren't leaving their home so that dogs weren't getting adopted. And I think that turned around, it seemed like that turned around pretty darn quickly. Like it, everyone in my neighborhood now has a dog yeah. that previously didn't. Like there were times when dog. the
1: kennels at the one that I volunteer at were completely empty or there would be two dogs wow. because like Crazy. they got cleared out and still are having trouble keeping like their quote unquote inventory up hmm. high enough for the amount of demand that's happening. It's pretty wild.
0: Yeah. But now it's we're dealing thing. with all these dogs barking and communicating <laughs> with each other. Everyone's letting them out in their yards and it's like uh but it is a good thing. It's small price to pay for yeah. my annoyance and barking. It's fine. They no, they,
1: I feel like our neighborhood everyone had one and now everyone has two. Because when we moved in, <laughs> I remember thinking that it was a very like doggy neighborhood and now I just see people with multiples. So
0: Yeah. and everybody's uh, at least in my neighborhood on a uh, like a pattern of walking every day where they didn't used to be. Yeah. Not just because of the dog, but people like to get out of their house. You have um, to. <laughs> yeah. So many people working from home here. I live in a weird neighborhood though. It's a very, we must be the youngest people here by 20 years. There's oh, nobody else fun. our age. Yeah. yeah. It's not exactly fun, <laughs> but it's interesting to observe the habits of older people sure. People that have kids that are closer to our age than I am to their parents. It's like weird. But, uh, yeah, a lot of those older adults are clearly working from home constantly, so we get much more observational uh awareness of the people that we live around, I don't yeah know.
1: better people watching mm-hmm. for sure,
0: yeah, for sure, unfortunately, you can't take any pictures of people. <laughs> uh that that would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys. Although uh, oh that just r- reminded me. Sorry, my ADD is kicking in hardcore now. I can feel the <laughs> caffeine from the double espresso I started with like really pumping through. It's going through veins. ramping through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nessa is supposed to touch base with our neighbor who asked f- for a family session and I know she did not follow up about it. I need to do that. Mm. Cuz that's rude. Like I can understand <laughs> some some rando emailing you and be like, "Hey, we'd love to do a family session." And like not get back, but when no, it's you your have neighbor, to live next I
1: mean, to them. There are consequences. Yeah. Uh, there will be fenced dispute disputes in your future.
0: <laughs> wow. So you, uh, okay. You sound like quite a busy person. Uh, how, how often do you volunteer at the shelter? Is that as needed or, um, a once a
1: once a week there was a little bit of like as needed stuff during pandemic times earlier this summer, but now it's pretty much back up to once a week again.
0: Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Cool. Then of course the editing takes more time than the shooting. Cause I have to Photoshop leashes out of every photo, which is a nightmare, but do you have a consistent setup it for
0: that? Where at least it's kind of a quick process? Is it like, a, is there like a little makeshift studio or something?
1: Um, we use a. There's a flat concrete wall that gets, um, you know, on okay. in the morning. It, the sun is on the opposite side of the building, so it's just flat shaded concrete, and that's the go-to. If it's too cold outside, there is a little studio setup. But um, the studio setup, and it makes no sense to me that this is how they do it. But they have big strobes. They have alien bees. And I mm-hmm. would say 60% of the dogs are like, what the heck is this? And they just start like cowering and then we have to take mm. them outside anyway and deal with the cold for like that one dog. Um, so as long as it's above like 40, I just try and stay outside.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. And if dogs aren't particularly well-trained, like how are you going to get them to sit right where well, the yeah, light Well, They, they know nothing. And, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and they try and right. tear the paper backdrop and, you know, there's muddy footprints oh. everywhere. It's a nightmare. <laughs>
0: Is that a, a setup and a, a practice that was always there? Or did you kind of set that up yourself in terms no, of like taking I, photos of all the dogs?
1: Yeah, I came into it after another photographer had already set up the process. So she and I now are the two who kind of go back and forth on the dogs from week to week.
0: I would imagine that makes a pretty big difference in adoption rates and, and- maybe most places like that have a decent photographer Mm -hmm. uh, set up now? Yeah,
1: there are tons. I mean, when I first started looking for somewhere to volunteer, most places were like, no, we already have a photographer. So that Mm -hmm. was, again, kind of a good thing to discover. And I started out cleaning up poop at this shelter and worked my way into the photography role when somebody else left. So
0: I remember having the thought, I never followed through with it, but it seems like there would be a lot of... Uh, not just with shelters, but uh, there was a, a actually a police officer years ago that was shot and killed on duty uh, somewhere in our county here. Oh. Baltimore has a, a lot of those kinds of things, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. And um, I remember the picture that they circulated. Uh, it was it was a woman, and she you know she had her graduation photo or whatever from the academy, or maybe it was from when she started work there. And she was you know backdrop was an American flag. She's in her uniform, and it was just a horrible technically a horrible photo. It's like, this is, you can see the clip holding the American flag out behind her. Still. I'm like, <laughs> man, there are probably so many, you know, fire station, just public service type of jobs where the potential is high that the, you know, that a photo from their time and service or the job or working or whatever is going to be needed to, you know, represent them. Not hopefully not something tragic like that, but anything. And yeah. it seems, you know, I, I bet oftentimes the the job of how those images are captured just go to like whatever person happens to have photography as a hobby, mm-hmm. and it's not really a, a good. Setup. up. <laughs> yep. They've got uh, a rebel that, and
1: a kit lens and a pop-up flash exactly. <laughs> at most. Yeah.
0: You're, you're like one degree away from what the setup is at the DMV, sure. <laughs> or, you know, passport picture. Yikes. But it seems like some of those jobs would really benefit from somebody, even for a day to just come in and like teach whoever is in, in charge of the camera equipment. Like, yeah. no, no, no. These two things and you're 10,000 times better in terms of quality, just like, <laughs> Get a little consultant going on there. Yep, a
1: hundred percent. Yeah,
0: that, this would be a good year to I don't know uh, try and pursue actual thoughts like that in previous years, where I was just like, yeah, this is a good good idea to to work on, but you know, clearly I'm busy with other things. Enter, enter six
1: hundred weddings. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. No, the same thing happened so to me.
1: Cause I normally never do family sessions just because I don't have time in the fall with weddings. And this year I got to do a bunch of family sessions, which was really fun.
0: That's awesome. How yeah. did you like this compared to a well, wedding day?
1: Um, they're fine. So I used to work <laughs> for a company, um, and like was a lead photographer under somebody else's studio brand. Um, and that studio did family photos and headshots and corporate and, real estate and everything. So I kind of dabbled in most genres. And what I found is that the the adrenaline and the hype and the excitement of the wedding day is what keeps me entertained by it. And if I try and do families or seniors or something else too consistently, I get bored and feel, feel like I'm stuck in like a rut and I can't really break out of it. So it was nice doing a handful of them, but I'm definitely not by any means switching to being a family photographer.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I totally agree there. Yeah. Oh my God. Your Instagram is great. <laughs> These people in dinosaur yep. uh, costumes. It's beautiful. Those
1: things are hilarious. If you haven't actually been in one ever, you should put it on your bucket list. I, it's so fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen one at a wedding. Maybe I can't quite. The
1: way it bobbles called, but... when you exactly. run is just like, unlike anything else. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, so what is your, I know you said you're, you're quite the sort of techie, other than better touch tool and this awesome calculator, uh, (laughs) on your. i'm gonna steal the calculator uh, in in as payback for the better touch tool Perfect. are there any other <laughs> like uh, cool cool resources or not resources, but like kind of tools that are you can't live without anymore or or something that you're maybe aware of that you haven't had a chance to implement yet maybe you'll you'll work on this winter
1: um the the one that happened most recently which like this is only like three weeks old in my discovery level is i actually put that plug in that you talk about that syncs that does the automatic syncing with smart collections in Lightroom. Oh yeah. Um, Cool. And I used to use, you know, I've used a handful of different like Instagram scheduling apps over the years and none of them really made the process easier or as fluid as I wanted them to. And now I just have Lightroom on my phone and sync my, you know, two-star, these are my social media images up there. and then, you know, if I'm sitting in the car driving somewhere or watching TV and I'm like, oh, I'm a little antsy right now, I'll throw up an Instagram post, all of the stuff that I've just edited is there and I can even tweak it and then post it, which is just game changer. And then I have an iPad pro too, so I can call and edit a couple things on my couch. I just re-edited nice. some of my portfolio images with signal flow sitting on my couch because I sync my like five star images to Lightroom now. yep.
0: Ooh. Okay. Uh, you brought it up, not me, about <laughs> that but, uh, any questions about signal flow? I'm I'm getting some really interesting feedback from people that I'm going to cobble together. In yeah. A, Cause it's only been early release right now before it's like widely available. Uh, I want to, yeah it probably it had some updates to things and just yeah any any questions i know it's it's a lot and it's hard for me to break down and simplify in terms of like what's actually going on in signal flow yeah have you been able to figure it out or what
1: um (laughs) i i think i get it what i would really like is just the part of your brain that like understands and is like capable of doing the math part to go math to colors can you just like pull that out and put it into my brain So that i understand better how to make it work myself
0: (laughs) (laughs) i have a book and a a bunch of research papers i could forward you yeah
1: perfect do Uh, that
0: but (laughs) it's a lot of it you you can take the starting point uh, sort of equations and math that somebody else has figured out and you don't necessarily have to start from like scratch like (laughs) typing ones and zeros (laughs) or you know anything there's stuff that you can use as a starting point and modify to your preferences but yeah, it's it's a lot. Sorry, continue. <laughs>
1: but yeah, it just um that part of it is so kind of mind-boggling to me. And thinking about the like the trials and tests that you must have done on everything to get like the reds just the way you want them and the greens just the way you want them is mind-boggling and pretty wild.
0: Yeah, <laughs> awesome, cool. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's, it's still it's totally subjective. Yes, <laughs> so it's like it a is. new look that you couldn't have in lightroom but it doesn't mean at the end of the day end of the day uh you know every photographer would care for it but yeah. I- i'm curious have you um noticed any preference in terms of uh using the starting point presets that are in there or using edits and presets maybe you already had combined with one of the profiles Do you know what I'm saying there? Yeah. So when
1: the day that Mm -hmm. I first got it, um, I had like, because you had been teasing it, I had like held off on editing a couple things because I was like, these could be good, like just starting places to play around with it from. Um, But I had one sneak peek that I had just finished that I'd edited with Mastin. um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was like ready to go, but I was, you know, uploading it to pick time or whatever. So I hadn't sent it yet. And then you drop signal flow. And I was like, cool. I'm just going to go put, the um, the profile on it and see what it does because of that video that you put on Patreon um, with mm-hmm. you doing that with that other guy's stuff um, and his presets. Um, and I really liked the yeah. way that it worked with that. It just like popped the greens a little more, popped the contrast a little bit. Yeah, um, is
0: Mastin uh, sort of film it, f- exclusively yeah, film mm-hmm. emulation stuff or do Definitely. they have their own? Okay. It no, is.
1: they're, gotcha. they're film emulation and the ones that I have are like portrait based gotcha. ones. Um, so that was interesting. And then I started playing around with the other stuff and bit is my favorite because <laughs> I'm oh. filmy a little bit <laughs> in the way that I edit. So I yeah. like signal flow, but then I started putting bit on and I was like, no, this is, this is my
0: jam better. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, as I've mentioned uh, across a lot of different things in signal flow, it's so different for me and my look as Sam that i I'm not trying to over-promote that, but yeah. I agree. I think I tend to like it as well. But it, any, at this point, I've been shooting so long that I need to sort of evolve into right. that as my main
1: <laughs> you can't look and not totally just flip overnight. it. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it blended That's... really well with what I was already doing. It just kind of gets me there in fewer steps because you know I was using a handful of other presets. Some of them developed, some not. Um, mm-hmm. And just kind of mixing and matching based on what the scene looked like. But what I noticed you know, I felt like while I was editing that every session looked different. But then when I looked at my portfolio, I was like, no, I'm getting to the same place for the most part with everything. And it's just Mm -hmm. a closer to one click kind of get to there moment, which is lovely.
0: The biggest thing that I'm going to try and update for though, is the black point. I think a lot of people really don't like any type of matte look or a lot of people like a lot of matte look, a lot of people that. Yeah, but, but here's the thing, <laughs> you you can keep it, um, but only with the newest version of Lightroom, the one with mm. the new color grading sure. module, only if you've updated to that version, you can override using the color grading module what the black point is sure. on top of signal flow and, and uh, the bit depth profile and everything. So I need to update and make sure people are aware of that because I don't want to alienate people that prefer like true dark black points where right now it's basically inaccessible unless yeah. you use the color grading. Um, modifier.
1: So you can't, you can't switch it with the tone curve to not have the fade on it
0: because Mm it's built into the uh, creative profile, which is called bit depth. Yeah. Yeah, The, the, the tone uh, toning is adjusted in that as well.
1: Yeah. I guess Only I never tried to fight it. To... So I didn't notice that it was <laughs> nice,
0: connected. Yeah. No. And I love, I was going to say your work in general is very consistent and really nice. I like wherever your, your fade, your black point is right now. It's great on all. It's everything like in, in your lifted
1: Instagram
0: by anyways. 20 on pretty much everything. 20. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Well, it's nice. It's sometimes. funny. I've noticed, and I never thought about this early on, but it's sort of a game that we're playing with technology as it as screens improve. Mm, yes. you know, screens 10 years ago, if they had a black point at 20 or whatever you had now, would the photos would look very different than screens now. Uh, you almost have to evolve your fade point with how dark in blacks screens show. Yeah. And it's really tricky with OLED phones now, mm-hmm. which is probably... The majority of how people are experiencing your images, they can show near to true blacks, you know, and totally turn it off. So if you have a black of zero, it's going to be zero. And if you have a fade point, it's not going to be as faded unless you up your fade a little more because right. the, it can show such dark blacks on your phone. So yeah. it's just this weird game that I hate playing. And no one seems to care about the print being the gold standard of what everybody can reference nah. as what it looks like. You yeah. have to keep up with the digital world but everyone's all over the place
1: well then it's with, interesting because you uh, add in the factor it. of cameras having wildly different or you know wildly improved dynamic range as you keep going so then your ability to shift that black point and contrast point keeps evolving over time too yep because oh, my boy. mark mark four was contrasty as anything and if you tried to lift anything too much it would get ugly looking but oh
0: yeah i meant to ask what are you shooting now r5s. something Canon still oh r5s yeah. cool how are you finding them
1: uh i love them <laughs> i saw okay. your review and the um i get like 2200 photos on a battery and never wow. had issues with battery life at all have never had the overheating icon pop up i actually have a conspiracy theory that the first wave of them for people who got them like on release day were actually goofed in some way and then people yeah. sent them back and then i got like second or third batch ones probably um could be but I have did a conspiracy the about it. Yeah, I did.
0: Yeah. It, it could have been something as simple as that. I actually yeah. believe that it was more likely a, I jumped right in with the 8K, because uh, I wanted to record 8K raw just sure. to see how it was. Yeah. And actually it was a big part of being able to develop signal flow was getting raw footage from a Canon camera. Oh. So I, but you need a certain speed uh, CF express card for that Right. Yeah. or it wouldn't even show as an option. And I think this faster CF Express cards would cause overheating in some way.
1: That makes sense. And
0: especially if you had that plus another one. If you're writing to two cards um, and one of them CF Express, I, yeah, I have a feeling that was a culprit. Uh, yeah. And maybe they were able to mitigate a lot of that with some firmware updates. And maybe it wouldn't even be an issue if you were just using the memory cards uh, that you had already yeah well since i don't shoot
1: video i got the slowest cheapest cf express cards that i could nice knowing that my (laughs) sd cards like the speed match was always going to be higher on the cf express cards anyway um so yeah i got the cheapest ones i could which probably means that it's writing and reading a lot slower and not tanking the battery life in the same way or heating up in the same way either
0: yeah I just, uh, at the end of the day, <laughs> I, I hate writing reviews that have a negative angle in terms of, I, I ultimately returned this cause it wasn't a good fit for me because right. I hate people feeling like I just spent $3,500 on this camera. I hate Sam. <laughs> Sam sucks. <laughs> I don't want to hear his opinion, uh, but I try and write the review, and I think I did an okay job. Maybe no, I, I update did it later to yeah. cover it to be like, no, it's not the worst case scenario. But I do still hold that the R6 is a better fit for pure still people that do absolutely no video. I I, I just I think it is better. Um, but the R5, uh, just it lighter file sizes, all this stuff. But the R5 yeah. is a, a great camera. Same autofocus system. You're getting all the same benefits. Yeah, definitely. Plus, you know, the insane resolution of it. So that's always fine. But
1: I figured I would try the R5 and if it felt like too much, I would return it and switch for the R6s. But I've been pretty happy with it. So and I'm also you a troublemaker. Did feel
0: the, the heat, the like hand warming? I've only grip, felt it once.
1: Know? Huh. while I've been shooting okay. and I, my first wedding with it, it was 95 degrees and I was out for eight hours and it never, wow, never okay. got warm.
0: Huh. You said weird. you were about to say you like to get yourself in trouble with something.
1: Oh, uh, I'm a troublemaker with cropping too. So I was oh. scared about going down to 20 megapixels because I have images where I've definitely cropped out most of it to get something <laughs> out of it that I liked. Fair enough. So, yeah. you know,
0: The desperate, I'm so desperate for Canon to, they could do this in software easily. Next firmware update. I I want them to give you, exact control over the frames per second yes. like that i'm overshooting like crazy if i had the r5 shooting at high speed oh my gosh i I don't know how many hundreds of gigabytes a wedding would be but it's insane (laughs) to try and think about
1: well i had Um, that problem when i first switched to the r because for whatever reason going mirrorless versus dslr i started shooting like twice the number of photos i have no idea why because i was shooting it both on like low continuous mode but it just feels easier in some way to like take a bunch of photos so I've been yeah. trying to like curb myself back again to where I was at when Same. I shot with the DSLR.
0: Same, but the sl- the low mode is too slow for me. It's yeah. just the hair not quite where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Nikon lets you create two separate exact features. It would give you like in low mode, you could choose a range between one frame per second and like three frames per second. In oh, high mode, nice. you could choose a range between like six frames per second and whatever the max of the camera was. Like yeah, that that'd is be great. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Give me, give me
1: four frame per second, frames per second if I want it.
0: <laughs> yep. Four or five is sort of the sweet spot. Yeah. I think I'm trying to remember the Nikon camera, the D750, D850. Yeah, those those were consistently great. And I would average 3,500, 4,000 images a, a wedding day. Yeah. And now I'm like double that. I
1: know. Ones. I'm at like so. five or 6,000. It's painful.
0: <laughs> yeah. My hard drive is really streaming. Tricky. If you try and combine that with the, uh, plugin, the Jeffrey Friedel plugin, Mm -hmm. the the cloud sync, are you using it, um, in a way that syncs, oh, you said it's just sort of social media priorities. Is that what gets, that's what I started it as. Yeah.
1: And then the other day I upped it so that it pulls in my last 10 days worth of raws so that I can call on my iPad. Um, that was like my like second step with it. Um, and it goes a little slow. (laughs)
0: A little slow. I, yeah, I've also, I used to do everything undelivered. I would sync, but I'm realizing now it's still a little ambitious. I just don't have fast enough internet in my home to really make that like super frictionless. So I've, I have everything three starred, four starred, and then a special little bucket for randoms that uh, works for me. But, but I guess at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you have smart previews rendered no matter what size camera, the R5 or anything even larger, it still gets neutralized down to like a twenty five hundred pixel wide yeah, smart exactly. preview. So, and I had it, it offers smart previews like
1: ninety percent of the time. So,
0: yeah, that's the big thing with Signal Flow. The J. Have you played around with the JPEG finalizer mm-hmm. at all?
1: I had yeah, never done I, finalizing on JPEGs at all before, but I tried it with that, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's a
0: keep keep at it, keep yeah. playing with it. It is cool. It it, it totally make stuff pop in that extra, like, Ooh, Uh, (laughs) I don't know how else to describe it. No, it's totally, that's what it,
1: that's what I did. The first time I saw it, I was like, Oh, this just feels like polished in a way that it like didn't before. It's really interesting. It just
0: sucks that it requires you having the JPEGs rendered Mm -hmm. or the raw files connected because I'm like you, I'm very much working with smart previews until I can the last possible step you know mm-hmm. but you really need those raw files to render jpegs to use the jpeg finalizer it's like uh, we should yep. have a way to work around that
1: but and especially with i like, have like the pick time um plugin connected to lightroom so i never export to same. jpeg ever it just goes straight into the
0: thank you cloud. yep isn't that the life that's oh, it <laughs> that's the way to and live. it's <laughs> you know it's
1: a whole nother step like i just just why because it would take you know yeah three hours to export and then four hours to upload with shoot proof the way I was doing it before. And
0: yeah. And then I can't tell you how often I'll sit there and hit publish on a collection. And usually I break things into parts. So Mm -hmm. maybe part one and two have uploaded and you know, I'm just checking in on it and I'm looking and I'm like, Oh, you know what? That little section I'm going to, it's already been uploaded, but I want to just tweak the white balance a little bit tighter or something like that. And and I'll modify and you know, it'll be flagged to be republished. Yeah. Uh, It's great. So, you know, you have one consistent reference for everything you do, especially if you want to make any changes or client requests black and white to be converted into color. You don't have all these different variations of edits. And yeah, but I will say the Picton plugin isn't super elegant. I wish they made no, it a little I better
1: be cleaned up a little bit yeah know, i'll take what i can get
0: <laughs> i think the shootproof one was pretty good back when i used shootproof more
1: i goofed yeah. and i never used the shoe proof one when i was using shoe proof so i don't know what that life is like I,
0: I have a feeling the plugin is sort of a support and uh maintenance ah, what's the right word just like uh what's the phrase that something just like drags you down I guess, I guess that's it. It just kind of, it's a, it's a resource hog for them. Yes. And oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think a lot of these companies just outsource that plugin aspect sure. to someplace else and hope for the best. And it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a lot of crap to deal with and supporting it. So they just don't prioritize it as a feature, yeah. but yeah. And then Lightroom, from I
1: mean, what I understand, it makes it hard for anybody to integrate things consistently with
0: it. So apparently that's Adobe a as a whole.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, that is the entire company. <laughs> We'll get there. I'm about, I, today is the first time in, that I can remember in a long time, must be years, that my computer, my iMac Pro just totally crashed. Complete black screen, turned itself off out of no, nowhere. No, yeah, I, was hitting, I was hitting export on a review video of the Zeiss ZX1 camera that has Lightroom built into it. Mm-hmm. I had just finished the final edit, hit export, two minutes into it, computer yeah no no auto saves so i have to reedit the whole thing it's like 30 minutes long no gonna i'm going to d- jump right into that after this but the um, seeing what zeiss was able to do with uh, the lightroom mobile app built into this camera has been pretty exciting is it the and i honestly don't think adobe had to, it is the future it totally <laughs> is that is the first thing anybody that's i've shown the camera has said like oh this yeah. is Canon and Nikon should have used their mirrorless systems as an opportunity to wipe the slate clean with their internal camera software and just use something Android based, Mm -hmm. you know, shove a phone basically in the back of the camera, make that the screen and started down that path. I
1: I mean, it makes sense. Like the Android software has been being developed for years and years and years as a user interface, like camera software is secondary to everything that they're doing it seems like cuz they're focusing on autofocus and
0: yeah and they haven't really evolved the, to the interface at all no. in years it's like the same as their initial digital cameras
1: yeah my like <laughs> original 5D basically has the same camera menu as the R5 it's ridiculous
0: yeah <laughs> it's so silly but have you always been canon no <laughs>
1: oh uh i have zero brand loyalty whatsoever and have jumped from I started out on Canon, I had a Rebel T2i, and then I got an original 5D, and then I went to the Nikon D7, or no, then I went to a Mark III, then a Nikon D750, then Fuji X-T2, and I shot Fuji for like two years, and then I went back to Canon when they released the uh, 85mm 1.4 that actually focuses on things unlike the... (laughs) Slow yeah. 1.2 that you can only use in a studio,
0: yeah. Well, the new one, the R, if you like 85, it's humongous, but the 85 1.2 RF is beautiful. I'm <laughs> it, it's super reliable, focusing stuff, but it is a beast. It's like it's sort of a weird paradox that you get stuck in because I would recommend it if 85 is your jam and that's like your go to, yeah, because it is such a good lens, but. Also, I wouldn't recommend it because if that's a lens you use a lot, your arm is going to die because (laughs) it's so huge. So it's like, uh, I don't know what to say, but I do love the Samyang 85 1.4. It's fantastic. You think,
1: does it to you compare, you know, the same as, or, you know, difficult to tell the difference between when you're using one or the other?
0: Only, I would say it's not that difficult only because the Samyang, something in their glass, either a coating they're using or whatever. I don't know. It tints everything a little bit more yellow. Okay. Uh, so if you took side-by-side photos, you would definitely be able to say like, Oh, the Samyang is yellower, but you can correct for that. And, right. you know, just white balance. It's not like a huge deal, but sure. other than that, uh, it's great. And it performance wise, the autofocus tracking and all that it's fine. And then it's a featherweight lens. The Samyang is so light and comfortable oh, uh, and know. it's like a third of the price. So yeah. really hard to argue with that. You can literally buy like three and a half of them for the same price as one. So real. Yeah. And then the Canon 85 F2 macro that just mm-hmm. came out is fine, but it, it's clearly meant to shine in the macro range. Yes. Yeah. It can be used as a portrait, but, and it's sort of fast, but it's, it's not what you want. I think that's, um, I have a review wrapping for that as well, but
1: yeah, I mean, um, it looks nice just because it's so small, but I don't think I would ever use it in place of one of the beefier ones for actual professional stuff.
0: Yeah. It's about the same size as the Samyang. Samyang might even still be smaller and it's a 1.4 and with a mirrorless body, you want as much light as you can. Even if you're not shooting wide open, you want as much light coming in for the autofocus to track accurately yep. especially if you're shooting in low light and so yeah samyang i was and as a company i knew nothing they were not on my radar i was waiting for sigma to finally yeah, launch rf same, stuff which same. i think they're doing next year Ugh. so maybe wait hold out a little longer <laughs> yeah too late well uh yeah I'm, I'm sure i'll buy and try it when it when they finally roll stuff out because yeah. i love sigma stuff
1: yeah, I had only heard of them because my videographer friends used them back when they didn't make autofocus ones but had kind of the cheapest, best quality manual focus primes if you're just trying to do video with a clean set of fast glass. Yep.
0: I think – I don't know. I'm just pure purely guessing on my side, but there must have been some like dump of intellectual property that suddenly – the developmental work on glass and sharpness and all this was accessible by everybody else, like all these other random companies, because so many companies are starting to come out with really well-performing, sharp, nice to look at uh, lenses that are Mm. just cost nothing relative to the big, big names. Yeah. For me, as
1: long as the autofocus is there in tandem with the good quality, I'm you know, I'm here
0: for it. Sold. Yeah. yeah, I do miss the, it's a shame. The same thing doesn't have the control ring. I don't know if you use that for anything, but I have that mapped to ISO and yeah. I, I love that,
1: but I only used it on the R, but now that I have, because the R5 has another layer of buttons, I don't use it anymore. I use the back scroll the, wheel for
0: the thumb wheel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yep. Yeah. That's the way to go. Cool. Well, uh, yeah. Anything else going on in your life? Anything you want to plug? Do you have a podcast?
1: (laughs) No, I don't have a podcast. (laughs) Uh, I've thought about it, but it sounds like a lot of work. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Um, podcasts are interesting. I don't know if you ever listened to my other podcast I did with Nathan. Yeah. They're, they're not so hard. The video component is new for me. And Mm -hmm. now I do all the editing for it in video, which is a little clunkier. I'm used to editing in logic for podcasts. That's like really nice. And i You've been delightful, but I tend to clean up a lot of people's ums and ahs, including my own, uh, just people tend to have that natural tick when they're in between thoughts. And so I, a lot of the time will go through and edit out every single, um, and and awkward pause. And so if you don't have the patience to do that, then podcasting is probably not for you, but
1: (laughs) it would drive me crazy. Has it made you more aware when you're talking to people in real life of their ums and likes because you've paid attention to it when you're podcasting?
0: Yes. 100%. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's bizarre, but it's like anything, you know, the more you do it, the more you you see it in everyday life. It's yeah. same with how photographers approach things and certain keywords that I've observed videographers or photographers use to like set people up in a pose or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just, yeah, you tend to be really oversensitized, hyper aware of all those slight in between things that, uh, maybe you didn't use to. Yeah, so it all plays into each other pretty well. I mean, yeah. if you can, maybe not podcasting, but any other type of sort of creative uh, output can inform so much of what you do e- as a photographer or anything else. Really, yeah. it's it's kind of cool when you look for those connections.
1: Yeah. My painting and drawing background in art school has always been like a large photography <laughs> issue. Uh, we got one. There goes one. It is. I'm it amazed. Wasn't my daughter was going to be one of yours. <laughs> I mean, since we have four between us, there was, there were bad odds. Bound to be.
0: <laughs> you're right. They really do have that same. It, yeah. sort of it's the
1: same like yeah. announcement, like, hello, you're in my space. I'm a protective terrier. Get out of here.
0: Yep. Although I can't tell so part of me makes me think that popcorn when he does it, he's expressing that he's frightened or scared. Like he's, he's a little bit scared yeah. and he just wants everything else to, know that he's there. So it stays away from him until he sees it when he wants to. And then it's like, I'm going to lick the heck out of that thing. And that person, whatever, but (laughs) that's definitely um, the
1: one that just barked is Luke. And he was like, super scared of everything when we first got him. So he definitely barks out of like, no, 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 no. I'm scared. If you don't, don't do whatever you're doing. But the (laughs) others bark more out of like, Hey, Hey, (laughs) what's up?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, okay. Yeah. Now we need to stop the dog talk because I I, I feel I feel like we need to get a second now.
1: <laughs> Alienating. Oh
0: <So>, uh, <laughs> you know, no. Uh, I'm curious. Do you, so, how- do you still paint paint very often? Is that you said you studied that in school or yeah?
1: Was that just a hobby? Um, it was it was something I did more before photography became my job. And now I do it less because I feel like so much of my work is creative that when I'm not working, I want to not engage that part of my brain. I did um I do like the grown up coloring books occasionally just as like a compulsive thing to do while I'm sitting on the couch, but that's as close yes, as I I've get to heard painting of these.
0: now. Have they always existed and I was just never an adult enough to, to aw- <laughs> be aware of it? Or is this no, like a new thing?
1: They came out in association with um like therapy. I would say maybe six, seven years ago. Um, I'm a psychology major too. So it was like when art therapy started becoming something that was talked about and acknowledged as like helpful for especially like PTSD and anxiety, somebody came out with like, here's something with a lot of really teeny tiny squares that you have to focus to color in, see if it kind of corresponds with art therapy in a way that works. And then it got popular. Okay.
0: Yeah. And it it does help. Is is that why you do it? Or do you just like the creation of something?
1: I have a terrible habit of like, if I'm watching Netflix, like this whole part of my brain is still engaged and doing other things, whether it's work or worrying about pandemics or, you know, a gajillion other things. So Mm -hmm. I'll, I have to have something else going on so I can like do things with my hands or, the bad thing that I do is sit on Reddit, so that's what the coloring book does oh. to stop me
0: from dig. Yeah, Reddit's <laughs> the worst one. Yeah. It's so
1: it's the best and it's the worst because I pulled off exactly. Facebook, and you know if you can get down to like like I follow a handful of photography subreddits and some joyful photos of dogs. So I've culled out <laughs> most of the bad parts of that's Reddit, good. but there are bad parts of Reddit too,
0: for sure. And uh, yeah, the Reddit was one of the only apps that I like was like, I have to take this off my phone. I just yeah. can't, I have no self-control, but it's back. I, I, <laughs> I feel like, especially because that is where I got early um, early insight on COVID. Yeah, kind of thing, was there was really good information on, on
1: there originally. Yeah. When I was uh, super sick and, and dying yeah. and stressed about it all, I was on Reddit the whole time reading all the scary news articles, which I'm sure helped.
0: <laughs> well, that's the problem. It, it tends to feel like... Oh, well, this is definitely the reality of the world. Because look, all these thousands of comments, everybody's upvoting and agreeing, and it makes sense and it's logical, and yeah. everything's bad, but it's still not reality in terms of your day to day existence as, exactly. a, as a person yeah. <laughs> and where you are in your house, sitting in your room. Like, mm-hmm. it's not exactly. But man, Reddit is really good at sucking you in because yeah. <laughs> the comment voting system is genius. I mean, it's, yeah.
1: It is. And it feels like people still have so much control over the algorithm. Whereas with Instagram and Facebook and most other things, the algorithm is like totally in their hands now versus Reddit still feels a little more engaged with its audience in the right ways to me. But yeah, no,
0: agreed. Yeah, I mean, it's magic. Everything, I'm convinced that most stuff that is viral that spreads everywhere else on the internet starts on Reddit. Oh, it does. Although maybe that's sort of shifted to TikTok now. I think TikTok yeah. is, has tapped into some ability to actually be the genesis of a lot of things. For sure. Uh, going viral, for sure. But TikTok uh, makes me
1: feel old because I don't understand I it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I understand it and I've tried and I still fail and I suck at it. So I'm just, <laughs> just going to be drag kicking and screaming into that. But it's also like a hundred percent video content. Yeah. I hate, I hate making video. It's fine for educational, like long form stuff. Mm-hmm. It's okay. But I hate, unless it's like Instagram stories with just little random things from my life. I don't want to sit there and think about A 30 second video and how witty I can make it.
1: Yeah. It's just
0: a lot of work.
1: I tried (laughs) one reel once and then I was like, cool. Never doing that again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Reels. And I don't even build my reels in the app. I use something else. It makes it a lot easier.
1: Oh, what do you build it uh, in?
0: uh, An app called InShot, which is absolutely incredible. It's such a good app. It's well worth, it's worth every penny. Uh, I think I have a free version. I'm not sure what the limitations are, but I think it's 30 bucks to buy it outright. And it's if you need to do any and all lightweight editing and even some pretty advanced features as well, use InShot. And it's just a mobile app. It works on iPad as well. Nice. Uh, It's absolutely amazing. Now, when I have to like jump into something bigger like Final Cut or DaVinci, it's like, uh, it's better be worth it. Or it better be actual, like crazy complicated footage that I'm trying to piece together because InShot. It makes it so easy and it's all mobile based, which is great.
1: How does it compare to like Premiere Rush? Because I use Rush for the little bits of tinkering that I do with video. Mm
0: -hmm. I tried Rush as well. InShot's better. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's just intuitive. It's just. Yeah. At its core, everything about it is intuitive and lightweight and fast and it's great. And it saves everything like reliably as a draft. I haven't lost any work from it crashing or anything.
1: Which is always Uh, the worst with video programs.
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Especially on mobile. ugh but uh, do you think you'll buy the new M ones? Are you interested in in those? You said you had a 2018 MacBook, so that yeah. should last another few it's, years. Yeah,
1: it's on my radar. I think I I'm not going to jump all in now. I'll I'll outlast the rest of my computer tech, and then I'll switch over. Probably, I'm trying to switch now because I do have an iPad Pro. I want to start using that as my sidecar because the big. Thunderbolt display has started going orange on half of it. So it's becoming even more useless oh. than it was previously.
0: That's, so I might
1: yeah. trash it and do my laptop and my iPad side-by-side side with each other as my workstation instead. Um, cool. But yeah, I think, you know, I'll, I'll see what things look like when they come out and probably jump into it when my 2018 dies on me, which hopefully won't be for a few more years. So
0: Yeah, you'll be fine. I'm sure. Yeah. It, everyone is probably best to wait and see how the apps sort of evolve and be in, and are or are not reprogrammed to support yeah. the silicon natively
1: exactly that's the thing that uh, kind of gives me pause as well as yeah. and until I things
0: better touch tool if they yeah. updated or not
1: it's like it feels as annoying as when the mac os went 64 bit and yeah. half my stuff stopped working and i didn't yeah. realize that that was going to happen except it's more of a conscious choice and you still have to pay thousands of dollars for the hardware for <laughs> none of your things to work so I'll wait a little.
0: I need to get in that business. Pay me ec- extra thousands of dollars to make things work a little bit worse, Yeah, <laughs> but also only, something's better.
1: If yes. only they paid us for photos that were mostly terrible, but on the good side, a little right. bit better.
0: <laughs> yeah. we get every 10 shots is amazing. Yeah, exactly. Huh? Oh, I was going to ask with better touch tool and mm-hmm. being such a fan do you uh use your do you use it in the touch bar very often or do you have it mostly
1: no, uh, no i haven't jumped into keyboard? touch bar at mm. all uh,
0: do you have a touch bar yeah. on your 2018 okay uh yeah you should definitely download golden chaos have you okay. seen me talk about that
1: i think i i remember it and when i was setting up better touch tool i was like this is a whole nother thing that i am it not is. ready to think about yet um but. yeah
0: Download it because it is, it comes as basically a preset. So you don't have to do a lot with it, excuse me, but it does, it is pretty crazy how much it, uh, revolutionizes the touch bar to be like what Apple should have made it. It does so, so much for you. In terms of shortcuts and just like, I don't know, it's hard to even describe without being able to, I mean, go to the website. It's totally free. I'm pretty sure it's nice. like, pay what you want, or yeah. it's totally free. And it's essentially just a, a configuration of better touch tool that won't uh, make sure you back up what you currently have set, but it shouldn't uh, interfere with any other customizations you've pre-made for Lightroom or any other apps. But nice. um, yeah, it just kind of runs, uh, uh yeah kind of takes over everything Apple has in the useless touch bar it's that so exists useless. out of the box. Yeah, totally. But, um, golden chaos is the one that, uh, that yeah, highly recommend you throw that in, in there and suddenly it'll be useful again. Nice. There's just like nice, like intuitive shortcuts. Like if you, uh, have a, wireless pair of earphones, there's a button to like auto pair with those oh, instead of yeah. having to like click the icon. And yeah. it's allowed me to hide a bunch of random apps up in my like task bar and stuff that mm-hmm. I usually uh, need, but not very often. Like now I actually have a utility back down on the touch bar for that task. And
1: that feels yeah. yeah. That sounds nice. I want yeah, somebody to, or I want better touch tool to up their gaming mouse compatibility stuff. Oh, because Do you have you can, like a big old gaming mouse? Yeah. So before yeah. Better Touch Tool happened in my life, that was my like editing solution. Um, because I could, you know, with this, a lot of the shortcuts that I have for Better Touch Tool, I just mapped to the gaming mouse instead. But using the gaming software alongside Better Touch Tool breaks everything. And Better Touch Tool only maps out like six of the at 12 buttons that are on my gaming mouse. So I want to huh. be able to use both concurrently, but so far it doesn't work yet.
0: Bummer. Yeah. Well, it is, I think just like an indie developer that makes it. So I know there are uh, better touch tool and, and golden chaos. So there's definitely like a giant community and feedback, uh, button built into the app. It's just a, an individual. So yeah. I bet the, if you kind of raise that as a feature request or something to just look into, there's also just like two tons more of, <laughs> yeah, right. Two more there's also a lot of like other presets and tutorials and stuff on the better touch tool forum that, uh, yeah. Take a deep dive. I haven't actually looked at that myself, but I would bet if you're in that situation, you're not the only one. There's yeah. somebody else <laughs> that is the exact same complaint. That's mm-hmm. probably raised it. So.
1: Cause it gets, it gets eight. I think it gets eight buttons cause it'll get left click and right click. And then there's two other side buttons that it can do. But then hmm. I wish there was a way in the same way that you click a keyboard shortcut, I could click one of the auxiliary buttons on the mouse. And then that would do, you know, then allow me to set something for that instead.
0: But Ooh. not yet. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at the feature requests here. Seems like a semi active uh, forum. So, yeah, take a dive.
1: Yeah, I will.
0: Anyway, I'm glad that you're on board uh, with Better Touch Tool and have realized how awesome it is. More photographers should use it. I know for a while, Visco had a keyboard shortcut program that they sold and then Ooh. eventually discontinued
1: just like everything else.
0: Sure. I know. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Uh, yeah, but it, it wasn't nearly as advanced. And I just like that this also isn't locked into a Lightroom only use case. Mm-hmm. You can use it anywhere on your yeah, entire exactly. uh, OS, but yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, um, cool. Well, I really, uh, enjoy talking with you. Hopefully Same. you can do this again sometime. I would yeah. love to if you're, if you're up for it, always. Uh, maybe in a few months we can assess, uh, the current state of the world, and are you planning on any travel? Do you do you oh. get out of Colorado very often?
1: Yeah, we travel a ton, um, and it has sucked not being able to. My sister was supposed to get married in Scotland in May. Oh wow! <laughs> Obviously, so she that live didn't in happen. The, the UK? She, she lives see? here. Oh, okay. But the reason for doing Scotland was that so my British extended family could all come because it's just our immediate family that's based here, and then everybody else is still over the pond um okay. including my like 90-year-old grandmother. So that was a lot oh. of the onus to have the wedding over there. And then now it's rescheduled for May of next year, which at the time we were like, oh, this is totally safe and everything will be fine and all of us I think are feeling a little nervous about that too. Um so yeah. Yeah. That'll that's our next big travel plan and then
0: hoping for we'll May next that. year. Yeah. yeah. I'm I yeah. I will be fascinated to see just what the process will look like for opening up international travel again it's kind of mind-blowing to think that it's basically been eight months of nobody traveling internationally that's Mm. crazy uh yeah anyway yeah my friend has Uh,
1: actually been bouncing back and forth to germany and seems to be allowed to do that because she's um, seeing somebody over there
0: um
1: and she came back and i didn't think she was going to be able to come back initially and then she went back again and i was like how I thought the Germans banned us. How are they letting you in? But she's over there. So
0: maybe she has dual citizenship or something. Some loophole. Or maybe it's like we were talking about earlier and like the rules aren't as clear cut and, like nobody really knows. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, that's that's crazy though. Go, being able to go to Germany, I would imagine each country. Because I really want to go to like London, just me and Nessa go to London for like three weeks. Don't see anybody. Get yeah. delivery. Everything will be totally safe. Yeah, I just want to go.
1: But do the same thing as like sitting in your Victorian mansion in Pennsylvania. Just like <laughs> yeah. exist in a different space yeah. for a little while. Sounds nice.
0: Yes, hundred uh, percent. London's like our favorite city. So, uh, but I don't know. Maybe a big city isn't the best idea right now. <laughs> well, we'll see. I
1: mean, Even depending on were. the city, it might be one that already has, you know, 30% of the population had it already because of the first wave. And now it's yeah. safer Wasn't that than...
0: the UK strategy initially anyway. <laughs> they were like, yeah, well, herd immunity. Yeah. I think it sort of was, huh?
1: It was, but my, um, they still did. They still wound up doing lockdowns and my uncle gets paid 80% of his salary as a furloughed employee by the government every time they shut down. So rather than Uh giving businesses money, they've just been paying all the employees their, you know, most of their salary to keep everybody happy. And that seems like a much better system to me.
0: Okay. What about people that are self-employed? They get 80%
1: of what they made while being self-employed based on previous year's taxes or whatever. It's just like blanket for the I most that. part. I know. I want that so badly. <laughs> Here's the problem with that
0: though. Here's the tricky thing is that we don't know how long this is going to last. right? And that seems like an awfully dangerous game to play in terms of people getting used to, to that happening. Like mm-hmm. if suddenly you're able to exist on the government, uh, you know, on somebody else paying you 80% of your income. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's a dangerous, because how do you roll that back?
1: Yeah, it's, I mean know, they did it never
0: gets smaller, and that is a huge step in in, in any direct every single day you feel that uh influence. eighty percent of your income's quite a lot of income. Yeah. <laughs> so it's
1: oof, they did it for three, three months between I think it was March to June, he got and then he went back and just like a week ago they pulled him again. But same, you know, payment
0: situation same as before. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it does seem if, I don't know how we could afford that, <laughs> but apparently. Money Just print
1: keeps, the money, print, 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 print it, yeah, it's fine, yeah. keep going. Well,
0: I see many, many Reddit threads about that. Uh, and, well, gosh, if they could manage something like that, I'm sure a lot of people would have a lot less anxiety in life, but we'll see what happens. I don't know. Okay, I do yeah. have to go. I, <laughs> no, I think go, we go, go, keep go, talking go, for another hour. Go edit your Zeiss footage. <laughs> um, yes, oh my gosh. I hate redoing work uh thank you so much uh what's your instagram just to plug that in case anybody wants to look um up. it is, what just,
1: it is just kate yeah. merrill <laughs> photo m-e-r-r-i-l-l is the last name
0: gotcha yeah do you ever get tired of having to spell it
1: no not yet oh, okay good. it's not my maiden name it's my husband's name so i'm still ah. only five years into having to spell it i got really tired of spelling my maiden name
0: okay is that more complicated
1: it's, yeah. it's Irvine, but it's spelled like Irvine, the city in California. So for Americans, oh, I had yeah. to say Irvine, like the city in California. And then for British people, it was the oh, other no, way, no. but nobody ever said it right. It was a disaster.
0: Yeah. I get sick of just heard H U R D. Yeah. It's just sort of my default for everything. Yeah. Cause I know people think it's an E or an EA. Anyway. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. I yeah. uh, really appreciate your time. And Thank we'll you. talk again it was someday fun. again, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye.
1: bye.